Hello and welcome to the Small Business School. My name is Craig Staley, 20-year retail veteran, e-commerce practitioner, and entrepreneur. Each week, I will interview a new small business owner that we can learn from to take our businesses to the next level. Now, let's go. All right. I'd like to welcome my next guest. It's Brittany Lynn. She is the founder of the Human Connection Agency. How are you today, Brittany? I am doing great. I am so excited to be here and honored that you asked me to come on. And I can't wait to see what we get into. Well, I heard you originally on Pat Flynn on SPI, if anyone's familiar with that podcast. And it was such a great interview. I thought, you know, it'd be great to have you on. And and I know you can bring some value to the listeners here as well. So... Yes. I love Pat. We've worked with him. I was in his mastermind. So it was an honor to go onto his podcast. And yeah, his listeners are great. So I got a lot of people reaching out after that. So that's awesome. Give us a little bit of your personal background first to start off. Sure. So I, like Craig mentioned, I run a PR agency called the Human Connection Agency. And I started my business back in 2016. So that's now five years ago, which is kind of crazy. But I graduated with a PR degree back in 2010 and kind of did what you do whenever you graduate college. You get a corporate job. That's what you know has great benefits and all of that kind of stuff. And so I worked in several different industries. I worked in the recruitment industry as well as at a university, always in marketing, always in social media, PR, something of that nature. Mm -hmm. And then my husband and I started paying off all of our debt. And so that kind of snowballed into me finding podcasts and finding Pat's podcast was like the first business podcast that I found. And so I learned of this whole online world, working for yourself, Mm -hmm. that whole thing, which I had no idea existed until I found podcasts. And so then the goal became, okay, we're going to pay off all of the debt for me to be able to start a business. And so... In 2015, my husband got a new job in a different location. We lived in Milwaukee and he got a job in Dallas, Texas. And it was just ironically, the last debt payment was the last month that we were there. So we were already... I had to quit my job anyways, Mm -hmm. which I don't think... like If we would have still been in Milwaukee, I don't know if I would have actually had the guts to quit. I don't... Yeah, it made the decision a lot easier. Yeah. It just made the decision. Yes, exactly. And so then we moved down here. It was interesting because I had always... You know, for years, it was like I was consuming this content of like how, how to start a business, all that stuff. And that was the goal. But I literally never thought past that of like, what service would I offer? Or how would people pay me money? Like, what am I going to sell? So it took me a few months whenever I (laughs) moved. So at the point that you moved to Dallas, you were still thinking about like, what am I going to offer exactly? I literally had no... I I didn't have a website. I didn't have any sort of social media presence. I knew nobody in Dallas. It was square one, basically. like before square one. It was like, Brittany, what have you been doing this whole time thinking about starting a business? You never thought about what service you were going to offer or anything. So (laughs) that was kind of like a do as I say, not as I do situation. But yeah, that first year of business, it was a little of like trying anything. I would do social media ads. I would do copywriting. I would do kind of anything just to Mm -hmm. get my foot in the door and get used to it. 
And then about a year into business is when I specifically started focusing on PR. So it started Mm -hmm. with pitching to podcasts and then it grew and expanded into now we do podcast pitching, um, online publication pitching and TV, both local and national. Yeah, that kind of transitions fairly well. So that's some of the ways that you you are getting your clients in front of. So it's it's not just podcasts, your mm-hmm. newspaper articles, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. How did you kind of learn to, you know, podcast kind of seems a little more straightforward. You can find my email on my website. Mm-hmm. It's fairly easy to contact me, but like knowing the right avenues for TV and news and some of those things that seem a little more nuanced. How did you get into that? Yeah. So it was easier to start with podcasts because like you said, like you go to somebody's website, you can find their contact form or they have a guest submission form. And you know, it did help me that I had a PR degree. So I knew a little bit about the industry, but I had never worked at an agency before. So I still really didn't know what that looked like. And of course, in the beginning... I could not have paid for super expensive tools that like helps make that stuff easier. Sure. So it was literally like grassroots figuring out the publications that our clients wanted to be featured on, like where their audience spends time, going to those publications, seeing who's writing the articles and finding their emails in that sort of way. A lot... This is a little bit like going into the tips, which I hope is okay. Yeah, go ahead. But like journalists are most likely active on Twitter. And so Mm. a lot of times they'll have their email address in their Twitter bio. It's obviously a little bit of effort to do, but... You know, if you're just doing it for yourself, you only have to really connect with a few journalists or a few Mm -hmm. TV producers. And then as you grow relationships with those people, you know, they can feature you, you know, routinely. Now, for our agency, we represent a lot of different clients across different industries. So we have to kind of have relationships with a bunch of different people. But like you really can, you know, connect with people on Twitter, build relationships in that sort of way and or an organic way. And that's really how I started was just kind of searching the depths of the internet. And sometimes, you know, kind of guessing what people's email addresses were. And so, and then for TV, kind of the same thing. Typically with TV, you're going to want to look for a producer. That's kind of like the the name, the title of a person that you're going to want to look for. And it's a lot of trial and error too. Like so many growing pains of, of running this type of business, but that's kind of how I started. Interesting. So, you know, obviously you're going to be a little bit biased here, but thinking about PR, you know, obviously it's your thing, but what are the advantages of maybe being interviewed for a publication or on TV or on a podcast versus some other mediums of advertising, you know, for a small business owner? Yeah. So what I love about PR, number one, it's totally free. So of course, our clients pay us to you know manage and do all the pitching and all that kind of stuff. I don't work for free. <laughs> <laughs> but again, if you're wanting to do it yourself, getting featured in a publication, you don't pay anything for that. Getting onto podcasts, you don't pay anything for that. I'll mm-hmm. caveat and say, there are times where some people do request payment. I recommend not doing that because you can get mm-hmm. press for free. And especially as a small business owner, you know, we only have so much money that we can spend on marketing efforts. And so if you're kind of balancing and weighing out like, okay, do I do like paid Facebook ads or mm-hmm. PR? You know, if you're just starting out, PR is one of the best ways to kind of share your story, get your message out there, really connect with people. 
And podcasts specifically are really great because, you know, we're going to have a 30 to 40 minute conversation here. Listening to people have a conversation back and forth. It's a very intimate experience. You know, your avid listeners probably feel like they know you. They feel like you're their best friend or that they could be best friends with you. And so they trust you. And so then they're going to trust somebody that you bring on to your podcast. And that's such an easier way to like develop a relationship with a potential new customer versus finding someone on Pinterest or, you know, a paid ad. And and this is not to say like, don't do all of the other marketing, like yeah. PR works with all of the other marketing techniques. So I'm not saying to not do those things, but it's just a really great way to showcase yourself, showcase what you're all about and, you know, get in front of new people, which is what we're always all trying to do. I think the other the other advantage of podcasts specifically, maybe not so much of news publications and TV, even though I think everything has a shelf life on YouTube, but with podcasts, someone might discover that someone's going to discover this episode a Mm -hmm. year from now. It's not just on the the evening news one time and you have your, your two minutes, you know, people are going to discover it totally forever. Whereas your, your Facebook ad, you're paying for that click that day in time, you know, it, it, and it's got a short shelf life. Yeah. A hundred percent. I totally agree. I mean, from the smart passive income podcast, like I'm still getting leads from people listening to that. And that happened, you know, six months ago or however long ago. And you're so right. Like podcasts kind of serve that purpose and have a longer shelf life. I will say, you know, publications and TV that ages out because there's always new publicate, new articles being written, Mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. But longevity wise, to be able to put, you know, the logos of like you're featured in Business Insider into Forbes, mm-hmm. you've been on TV, that has this perception, the, the correct perception, you know, of like, okay, this person knows what they're talking about. They're they are a trusted person to listen to. They are an expert in their field, which helps you along the way to be able to add yeah. that stuff to your website that helps you build up brand trust, even in a subconscious way with somebody new. Mm-hmm. Whereas if somebody has a press logo bar on their website, on their homepage, and then a competitor of theirs doesn't, you subconsciously already trust the person that has been featured in these big places that you already know about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a trust signal just like Google reviews or anything mm-hmm. else. Mm-hmm. So you kind of went into it a little bit, but some tips, but can you give us some tips on what we should do to craft our message when we're reaching out to different news outlets or podcast hosts? And does it does the message change based on the medium? So if I'm reaching out to a podcast host versus a TV producer versus, you know, someone someone in the newspaper, does, should my message change? Mm-hmm. Great question. So what we do with people is a lot of times when we're looking to bring, if you come to us and you want to work with us, what we're looking at is your content strategy. So looking at your blog, looking at your podcast, looking at your YouTube, those are kind of like the three main types of ways to produce content. And we're looking to see what have you talked about? What are you writing about? What are you talking about on your podcast? You know, what what is tied to your services? What are topics that are tied to the products that you're selling? And so number one, I would highly suggest if listeners are thinking of like, okay, is PR is now the time for me to implement a PR strategy? I would look to see if you have a solid content strategy first, because the goal is I'm coming onto this podcast, sharing about PR tips. 
people are going to go to my website. Hopefully, hey, like, hi, thanks for coming. I have other con more content on my website that people can consume all about PR. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you don't have a strong content strategy, if you have one blog post about something, you're probably not going to get as many yeses to being featured because there isn't that place to send people to consume more. So what we really do is, you know, from a messaging perspective, we look to see like, what are you talking about? What are you an expert in? And we pull Mm -hmm. topics from your blog posts, from your podcast episodes. And then in terms of, you know, does the messaging change? It changes a little just depending on the audience of whoever it is that you're pitching. Mm -hmm. So if one podcast, you know, they help, I don't know, people start a hair salon you know, you want to make sure that that whatever topic that you're pitching to them is relevant to people that want to start a hair salon. Whereas then if you're pitching to entrepreneur.com, that is more of a broad for entrepreneurs of any type of industry. In general, yeah. And so you kind of want to know the audiences of the places that you're pitching to make sure that your messaging can be tweaked to who's going to be receiving the email. Because every podcast host... Every journalist, every TV producer, they want more downloads, they want more clicks, and they want more views. And so what you have to get into the mind of their audience and be like, what is going to make somebody download this podcast episode? What is going to make somebody click the headline on Facebook to read this article? So the more that you can kind of consume the media that you want to pitch, you'll and you start to look at the headlines and start to see like, well, why did I click on that? and start thinking about it from that perspective, that will help you be a lot better with pitching and getting more yeses. I do have free pitch templates that people want, you know, an actual tactical, you know, a template to use to go off of. If you want to link to that in the show notes, that's cool. Yeah, absolutely. What do you, do you know the link off? Yeah, it's just brittanyallen.com slash pitch templates. Okay. And yeah, you can download them there. And I have a pitch template for podcasts, for publication, and for TV, as well as examples of ones that got featured. So I know sometimes with the template, it's like, okay, but how did you what actually is, what should it look like? Yeah, yeah. How did you edit this? Like give me a give me some examples. So there's examples That's of great. each. So those are everyone loves those. So happy to share. Very useful. Thanks. For, thank you for doing that. So we're going to switch gears a little bit and kind of get into some more more general business questions. But what tools have you found helpful in your business that maybe other small business owners might find helpful as well? Yeah. So I'm sure this is a common one. <laughs> I, don't, I actually don't know. We as a team... So I have me and then we have a team of people who we help mm-hmm. with clients. And Loom... L-O-O-M, records your screen. I literally use it every single day, multiple times a day. And to be able to not have to hop on a Zoom call (laughs) every time with someone um, and to be able to verbally explain things while also, you know, showing a script or showing a, a pitch or something like that and showing like, hey, this is why I edited this in this way. Primo t- primo tool. I would literally pay all of my money. If they jacked up the prices, I'd be like, yep, I, I will still pay. <laughs> Take, my money. Take my money. I'm a customer for life. <laughs> and that, that's a g- and great they use for just it. came out and they're doing a beta of doing transcripts of the video, which mm. sometimes for how we use it, we'll have a pitch idea. 
we'll talk about it with a client and the client will record a loom video of them just like verbally telling us like what their answers would be instead of taking the oh. time to write it out. And so that would save us so much time. And then I would have all the text now. And then we have all the text. Like we were like freaking out this week because we were so excited about it. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, any other tools or anything else that you can think of? You know, I use I use kind of like the basic ones that I feel like a lot of online business owners yeah. use. You know, I use ConvertKit for my email marketing, which is great. You know, I use Asana for our project management, mm-hmm. all the things in Google Drive, but I don't feel like those are yeah, super exciting. Kind of, so <laughs> Yeah. No, the Loom one is is a good one. And and I don't think that's one I've heard more than once or so okay. on the podcast. So, so it's not too common. So definitely a good one. No, <laughs> not not terribly common. So what what would you say has been the the biggest challenge that you faced in business and what did you do to mm. overcome it? I would say growing and scaling my team has been the biggest, I'd say both personal and professional development challenge mm-hmm. <laughs> a business owner can do because I have a name for myself where you know people come and a lot of times they want to work with me because of how mm-hmm. I have worked with clients in the past and their great experiences, which is amazing. And for me to be able to scale the services, I you reach you can't, you can't work, work with, with everybody. everybody and you reach, you know, it's like, okay, increase your prices, increase your prices. And, and you, you know, you reach a cap with that where it's like, okay, this mm-hmm. if I keep increasing, like the price is just gonna be so outrageous. And I like to be accessible to entrepreneurs and small business owners, because a lot of times when people think about a PR agency, they think about a super expensive firm where you're paying $20,000 a month and you get basically nothing in return. And small business owners can't afford those prices. Yeah, And so growing and scaling the team has been something that I've really focused on the past year. And it's... We, I make mistakes, the team makes mistakes, how to handle those mistakes, you know, miscommunication, like all the tools, like standard operating procedures, all of that stuff. It's an amazing challenge, but it's also a challenge. <laughs> so that's what I would say. Perfect. So we'll, we'll flip it a little bit. What's the, the best moment in your business history so far? Oh, wow. Okay. Well, I guess I can... I don't know when you're releasing this episode. So... Probably about three-ish weeks from now. So we will be into March. Will we be into March? Uh, It'll be close. Okay. So I will... uh, Now I'm just making a big teaser. (laughs) (laughs) This is like... You'll have to check Brittany's website. (laughs) I have to check my website for the big news because I have a very major big best moment situation, but I have to wait. We'll we'll leave it a teaser because I think think this will go the 22nd. So... Wow, guys, I did not plan this out. (laughs) (laughs) I promise I'm not like doing it just to like for you to come check out my website. So let me think, you know what? Okay, I do know uh, an answer. So one of my best moments actually was with team and this happened a few weeks ago. And uh, my lead publicist, my first lead publicist that I hired just a year ago in January, and she had like left her corporate job. She was like taking a chance with coming with me because I was like, look, like this can grow, but like, this is what I can offer right now. And then two and a half months later, COVID hit. And it was like, we lost half of our business. Mm. And like, I did not know what my business was going to look like. Mm-hmm. So 2020 was like 
was tough. But she uh, messaged me on Slack a couple of weeks ago and she was like, Hey, I just want to say, you know, thank you so much for having me on your team and trusting in me. And you guys helped me pay off one of my student loans that I've been chipping at for a long time. And because of how you've treated me and the amazing pay that you've been able to pay me, like I was able to do that. And, you know, I just want to thank you. And that was like, that's so much bigger to me than making six figures or seven figures or, you know, just all all the kind of stuff that like people talk about in the Mm -hmm. online business space. It was really like, wow, I am helping like change someone's life by give, you know, having them have a job with me and to be able to provide in that sort of way. And it was just a, a really good moment where it was like, okay, I'm doing something right. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's impacting more than your, your clients and your life. Mm-hmm. which is awesome. Totally. Who do you consider a mentor? And what would you say is the most important lesson they taught you? So this was the toughest question. I told Craig this ahead of the head of whenever we started recording. So I will have to say it's going to be somebody that is not like a popular person, but I joined a, a paid mastermind a couple of years ago mm-hmm. and it has a business coach attached with it. And at the time, I was like, I was about to burn my business down. It was literally like, I'm about to go quit and just work at Starbucks. Or, you know, I'm going to hire this business coach and like, hopefully they're going to help me figure my stuff out so that I Mm -hmm. don't want to burn my business down. And that group and my coach and her name is Nicole Jackson Miller. That is her website. If you want to go look her up, I'm like, the mastermind is called the CEO Roundtable. And it is, I'm like... It's biggest fan, like half the people in the group or because I recommended them. Loom and her mastermind are, are your You know what? Loom, get, throw me like an affiliate link or like, you know, <laughs> something. But no, that her and and it's bigger than just her. The group was has been really supportive in the sense of mm-hmm. getting out of my head. And I think a lot of business owners, I don't know if you're in a mastermind or not, but it's been life-changing for me and so helpful. And so if, you know, for listeners, my piece of advice would be like, find a group of people that like you can connect with and, and talk shop with because it can be lonely and Mm -hmm. it's nice to talk to other people that get it. That is definitely good advice. I think that that has been tumbling around in my head lately is I, I need something like that. And, you know, I've been thinking about a mastermind because it, it does get lonely. My, it's not something I'm going to talk to my wife about because She's in the medical field. It's completely different that, you know, yep. she, it's, when she talks medicine to me, I space out. So yeah, you definitely need need someone like that or a group of people like that. Yeah. And people that get it, you know, I, I talk to my husband, I talk to my personal friends about it, but they, you know, w- well-meaning, but they don't get it and they can be supportive in their own way. But a lot of times it's just nice to have people that, that really understand and can be there with you whenever you just want to burn everything down and also be there for you whenever you want to celebrate. So, And they're going through a similar thing as you are and they have things to add to the mastermind, just like you have special talents to add to it. So yeah, definitely an awesome thing to be a part of. Yes. I would, this is what you should take from this call is you need to find one and join one. (laughs) There we go. Don't worry about PR. Get yourself a mastermind. Get yourself a mastermind. Yes. All right. Well, before before the last question, where can our listeners find out more about your business? 
Yes, I am everywhere. So I just did a rebrand. So I'll just say I'm everywhere at Brittany L. Lynn. That's just my name, B-R-I-T-T-N-E-Y-L-L-Y-N-N. That's my website, my Instagram, social handles, all of that kind of stuff. And yeah, I would love to to say hi to you all. Let me know you came from this podcast. I would love to chat. That's great. So if you could hop in a time machine and go back to the day that you launched your business, what's one piece of advice you would give yourself? This is my favorite question. So I would tell myself to trust your intuition and to trust your gut. Because anytime I took on a client where I was like, I there's something off. <laughs> or like, I don't have a great feeling about this. But I took them on anyways. And I like took it because I needed the money or took it uh-huh. because of what, you know, whatever reason why. I always regretted it. My intuition knows, my gut knows. And so I think everyone could get better at listening to their own intuition and listening to their gut because it knows what's best. Even if it's uncomfortable, even if it's hard for you to do, I think I would have saved myself so many hours of time and so many headaches and so many like uncomfortable calls where started with a client that it was like three months in and it was like, no, let's not work together anymore. So that is the advice I would give myself. That's a a great piece of advice. And I have learned that the hard way myself. I can think of a couple clients that I had initial discussion with them and I said, you know what? I don't know if I'm the right person for you. Mm -hmm. And they sold me on working with them and then came to regret it down the road. So definitely... Listen and to your see, gut. Great thing. advice. Sometimes you have to learn it like multiple times. Like yeah. I learned it once and then I like did it again. I'm like, oh, you already learned this lesson. Then it's like, and then I learned it a third time. And it's like, okay, this time I'm serious. Uh, I'm not doing this again. <laughs> listen to your gut. Don't don't worry about the money at this at this point. Something better will come. A hundred percent. Yes. Well, Brittany, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I really appreciate it and uh, look forward to seeing what's to come around March. Yes. Thank you so much for having me on. This was fun. If you're a small business owner or looking to start a business, join the Small Business School Facebook group. It's a private community of people focused on helping each other grow their businesses. Join the community and let's help each other take our businesses to the next level. We'll see you there. If you'd like to learn more about our guest today or be a future guest on the Small Business School, Go to craigsdaily.com slash podcast for more info. And of course, it would mean the world to me if you'd click subscribe or write a review for the Small Business School in your podcast app of choice. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next week.